Post Show Podcast of Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm Jamar Nelson. It's McKenzie. <laughs> Coach, is get, he's getting used to this. He's he getting used to this. Man, we had an outstanding show. We had uh, black candidates that are running uh, for local offices. And so everybody knows that a part of this show, uh, we support our people. Uh, no matter what party they are. And so, Lacey, it was a pleasure having you on, man. And I think, because uh, we have a mutual friend, um, uh, Laverne, and so Laverne, to take it from the moment that he and I met, you know, I love my people, man. I don't care what party you belong to. Um, you know, you're, we're people. We are one. And so um, I love and support every single black person that runs in each office. But, you know, when I... Republicans, I, I got to give y'all a hard times because I'm always amazed at, wait a minute, there's still black Republicans? <laughs> what? With this guy in office? What? So, but you know what? Again, I, I, the one thing for me is I know I, um, I, I just turned 40 a month ago, and I, I know I had to stop. I, was, I, I considered myself a party dude, Coach. Uh, but I was more beholden to a party instead of my community and my family, and that's a bit backwards. Um, I'm a proud Democrat, man, and but how can I be a more prouder Democrat than I can be a community man and a family man? And um, I just, seriously, it took a while, but I, I have evolved. The other thing is, especially when it comes to our people, as I said, me, I always give a black person the first look, black, uh, Republican, Democrat, but I'm no longer just voting for you because you're one of us. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I still want to know what you're going to do for us or what you've done for us, um, I love good ideals, whether they're Republican ideals. Or I, so I, I've never voted Republican. Uh, you might be the first Republican that I support because I love the things that you're talking about. bro. So to me, that, and that's what I say about Republicans, come give your ideals to the community. If commu Ideals like that, black folks would totally fall behind that. It just has to be, um, it has to be uh, reciprocated by not just taking for granted the fact that, okay, you're black, uh, you're a Democrat. No, we are tired. We're, we're tired of Democrats as well. And I tell every single Republican that I can take you, let's go north. You ask how many black folks, they look at Democrats the same way. We give them side eye. But I have a relationship with you. I know you. So your opponent, i.e., uh, uh, Ray Ding, he lives in the hood. We know him, right? So you're more likely to vote for that dude. So you've got your work cut out. But I like what you're doing. I see Lacey Johnson all the time. See, that's the difference. Yeah. I see you. Your, your your counterparts, your white counterparts, I don't see them. I was telling Jeff Johnson about two weeks ago. I said, you're one of seven county commissioners of Hennepin County. Where you at, bro? Where you at? I told Jeremiah last week, this is your ward where this young man got killed right. at. Where my, and, I was at, and it was funny, Coach, because I... So you just left my house. I was at... Well, we, yes, was we were you all and together. Sharon. Me and Sharon, all, all, all three of y'all. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we're we were too. together at Coach's house and maybe like... Because did you hear this? The, oh, absolutely. We stepped did, out. Okay. Well, Sharon had just left. Yeah, yeah you were getting maybe, in the car. Yeah. yeah, she was getting in the car and within five minutes of her getting to the park, uh, uh, yeah, we, we could hear the shot. But I want to go back to something that you said. Two things. One... 
uh, I think we should be about a party of accountability. Yes. And, and to me, that's one of the things that we're missing right now. Yeah. And again, I, I'll say this, I mean, on the podcast, I mean, that's the reason why I support both of these candidates. Absolutely. Because I know them and I, I know the number one thing for both of them is the importance of accountability. Yes. And I don't wear any party. I don't wear a donkey or elephant on either one of my sleeves. But I also think it's important to understand history. Yep. And sometimes, you know, as we go through, because I have to honestly say that in my time and era, and I'm a little bit older than you, Jamar, <laughs> but I grew up in the South. Right. And when I grew up, the Democrats were known as the Dixiecrats. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and the reality of it is, I mean, when we look at history, you know, whether we like it or not, we got to remember that, you know, Abraham Lincoln uh, was a Republican. Yep. And really, we as people of color, particularly black folks, did not come to the Democratic Party until FDR, yeah, yeah. you know, and that 46, was a result 50, of, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, some of the handouts that he had and some of the promises that he made. But I also think, I always think one of the things that we do, and I think it's critical now, particularly when I see young people and I see some of the things that's going on in the community and I've shared with some young people, Lacey, you said this earlier. Dr. Martin Luther King marched with a plan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not just to do something. And, and somehow I think we forget about history. And, and, and I think, you know, again, I mean, my support of Sharon is because part of part of what when I hear a campaign, the the there's nothing more important, nothing more important than parents being involved in the decision-making yes. of their kids' yes. education. Yes. And anybody who espoused that, be them black, yellow, brown, purple, I I'm going to have to stand with them. That's and I know that that's what that lady stands for. Yeah, well, she, I mean, and her family is exemplary of, uh, and I asked because I knew the answer when I asked you, did your kids go to public school? Because I wanted folks to know that and hear that because a lot of people advocate, but their kids don't go there. Which is the difference. Your family is, like I said, huge. I didn't know that you owned uh, the Fish House. I, w I wish I'd have known you then because I would have been coming that big. Oh. <laughs> Typical. You know, we, you know how we do it. Where's my discount? Where the hook up? So don't open up no store now, okay, because I want a discount. But, again, Coach, that's the thing what we're all saying. And, and, and please, y'all jump in here, is, is the fact that there is – and I, I always say this. I tell people that, Coach, you're one of my accountability partners, all right? Uh Period, because Coach gives you that look, period. Okay. I use I use the N-word outside of Coach. I know when I get around Coach, watch my mouth, watch the N-word. There are certain things that I don't, That's right. because I know that. You too, Lacey, well, of course, around a woman, but what happened to that? We no longer demand, as parents. Well, first of all, sometimes with some of our kids, that's what I'm saying, with some of our kids, you can't just say, well, don't you see a grown person here? Because right. they'll pop off at you. So, but we... We still lack that accountability. Um, we not we no longer demand it, and I and I wonder wh what has happened to it. Well, we do, I mean, what I see in the public schools too again is that we are we want to become too much of their friends. Yes, and we see that with a lot of parents. Parents, yep, the parents yep, want to yep. become friends to their children and not the enforcer. They're not teaching them. So again, we're hurting our children more than anything because yep. for me, anytime I seen an older person, I saw my mom. So that same respect that I gave to my mom was the same respect that I gave to anybody that was on the street. But if you look at the homes now, if I talk to my Ooh. mom crazy, you I know talk what to I'm going to talk else. to That's right. That's right. I mean, so again, we're not, we're, we're trying to be their friends yep. instead of the enforcer, and we've yep. gotten away from that. And we need to 
help be the enforcer. We need to help be that disciplinary again. We need to guide them in the right way, and, and that's what's missing. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm sorry, Liz, I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. My, I'm, I'm old school. Uh, my dad, I remember getting a whooping in school and being sent right back to class. And so my teachers knew, this, you, you want me to call Mr. Buckley? No, man. Because my daddy didn't play. If my dad got off work to have to come to school, good gosh almighty. <laughs> he, I knew my high was skinned. So that was that with, with Jamar now. They called me. Boy, I, I go to royally cussing the mind. Because Coach didn't have, so I can't say. But I go, no, seriously, I go to cussing the mind. And I'm totally actively involved in my child's education uh, when it comes to picking classes, making sure that he's responsible. Because I don't want to hear, when I hear a teacher say Jamar came to school or came to class without his book bag and he was lousing around in the hallway, he could see him flirting and messing around with girls, but he got in that class without that pencil and paper. I don't want you to, you get no business disrespecting that teacher because you didn't go to class prepared. So you should have not given that teacher a reason to say anything to you because while you was outside in the hallway lousing around, you should have been getting prepared for class. And I know, Liz, you want to jump in, but I have to say this. And one of the things, and again, this is where I think parenting is important. I've always had the uh, fortunate to be in a position to have flexibility in the work that I do, right? And so my kids, you know, I would stop in. They never knew when I might pop in the classroom, right? And so because they never knew, I didn't have to worry about getting those phone calls, right? Because my kids know one, at least two, three times a week, I was going to pop in. And then I didn't just pop in, but I had the time to sit in the class, right? And so the one thing, and I always told them, if I walk up in this building and you're embarrassing yourself, I'm going to embarrass you. (laughs) Right. My thing, once again, uh, keeping in mind my engineering background, I'm into root cause analysis. And a lot of times I think we are addressing symptoms. I'm convinced that we got to put the family back together and put the community back together because what you're describing is that all parents in the community thought the same way about raising children. Uh, All parents at the school thought the same way about raising children. You didn't have adults arguing with each other about how how you treat a child or how you work with a child. So that's one of the things. The other thing I want to say to people, because we do have to do that, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to take a long time to do it, and it's not going to always be fair. But I think we're kidding ourselves that we think we can address any of these problems successfully without us coming back together and start that conversation and how we get back together. And, once again, a key part of that is rebuilding the black male because he's going to have to take his proper role in leadership and do what he has to do for his family and, 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 and his children and well, things like I, that. If you, what's your position if you get elected? To, so how do we go about doing that? Because, again, we know that, that there's a system. What, I, I, like to say, I don't like to say system because Coach doesn't like that. Coach, like that I, Coach says, uh, what's the saying you got, Coach? Uh, sh- you never met the system. What, what is it? Oh, yeah. I just, I just said I want. I always ask when people talk about the system, I want to meet the system. Right, right, right. Who, who is the who, – who are those folks? So I don't like to say that. So I, I, another way to phrase it. But um, how do we go about that when we know that sometimes there are laws that prohi- – there are roadblocks that prohibit – the 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 black man um, for being at home when the laws or, or or interpretation of the laws that again put roadblocks and 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 barriers to prevent the male from being in the home. How do we go about that? Well, what do you propose doing at, at well, a state level? A couple things. 
uh, before we get to the state level, some things we need to do. And second of all, I'm a black male. Right. So I've, I've, I've run into the same roadblocks and things like that. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and those are just roadblocks for us to overcome and get make it through. I, I, you know, roadblocks, I don't want to hear about roadblocks. Okay. Yeah, we, there's all kinds of roadblocks in okay. life. Uh, but most importantly, we have to start talking to our men and talking among ourselves. And and once again, I got true life stories where I've talked to brothers out in the streets who were players and told me how much money they made, how much. But you know what I said to them? You know this this craziness out in these streets are, are not gonna, it's not going to stop until we start respecting, loving, and marrying these women we're having these children by. And the brother came to me later on and introduced me to his wife. Mm. And instead of driving a Mercedes, he was driving a, a Mercury Mountaineer. <laughs> introduced me to his son and told me he had joined church over there on thirty something in Chicago. So. First of all, we got to start talking the right talk. Word. We need to, we need to stop letting them set the agenda about what we talk about. Most of us talk about whatever we hear on the news, and we need to understand, have our own plan, our own agenda, and focus on that, and not let them distract us with with two thousand immigrants. And not that I don't care about split up family, but we got a half a million black kids in foster homes splitting up crime. And, and, but we keep getting distracted by things like that. So we need to understand where we're trying to go, how we're going to get there, and focus on that. And I think once we're doing that, and it starts with talking to ourselves first before we even get to legislature and stuff. We got to have our mind in the right place, the right way of looking at things, and that's that, that's my position on that. And and I guess I think the same thing with the black women. The black women, their Word. standards have to be higher that's right. in order for them to attract that black man that wants to take care of them. So again, I'm all for us back to the black women as the nurturer, as the one who commands what's needed in the home. Yes. I mean, you, you have to attract, you have to have those standards for yourself, and then you will attract that. You'll, you'll hold that man to those standards that will want to come in and take care of you. And then you can allow him that opportunity to take care of you, to be the man of the house. But it's, it's, uh, it takes both parties, Yes, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It takes both. It's not on the black women. It's not on the black man. But if we both hold ourselves to those standards, then together we can build. Absolutely. I've been trained well not to tell sisters what to do. So that's, why, <laughs> that's why I didn't even go there. <laughs> yeah, no. And I've seen your wife. She don't play. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So. And, and, and look, we, we need to get back when women were sunshine on a cloudy day. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Our sisters were sunshine. They wasn't I all think, these other things. I think a lot of younger women especially think submission is more of a, a, a sexual term instead right. of it being the biblical biblical term of that doesn't mean you you are uh, 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 my servant you know I like to think of it look you walk beside me we do this together and I had to evolve too because again a lot in my family a lot of men I grew up around a lot of different players so uh, monogamy wasn't you know wasn't taught you know you have to learn so I, I, I take pride in teaching my son that too y- y'all we could be that's the music yeah, yeah. oh my goodness gracious Y'all got to come back. After the primary, win or lose, well, can y'all both, which are both y'all going to win. Yes, but yes would y'all, we are. Would y'all both come back, please? Sure yes. Yeah. Sharon Ellen means she's running for Minneapolis School Board at large. And one more time, your website? www.sharon4schools.com. And remember to vote for the primary. August, August 14th. That's yes. right. And Lacey Johnson, he's running for Minnesota State Representative uh, 59B. www.friendsoflaceyjohnson.org. Good luck, brother. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank Good you. luck. Coach, man, I appreciate it. Man, you. thank you. And I hope to get an invitation to come back as well. Coach, anytime you can come back. <laughs> we'll make Patman go on vacation just as <laughs> Hey, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I hope while y'all listening, jogging, make sure you check out my post show. Appreciate y'all. Bye.